so um, to the people who know me, um, they'd know that I've always loved studying the Word, meditating on God's Word since just seeing God move in the scriptures, in my life, and pretty much everything. Seeing God move is just so amazing, so I don't know, it was something I just wanted to share with people. So back in the day, I'd always have this idea of being this mature leader-like Christian who spoke out and influenced a lot of people because, hey, I thought that was a mark of a true Christian. I thought that's just what a real Christian did. But really, I couldn't have been any more wrong. I mean, honestly, I had a lot of misconceptions about what a mark of a true Christian is. Um, first and foremost, I thought that a person is more Christian when he's more equipped in his spiritual gifts. Like, people who knew how to prophesy, people who knew how to speak in tongues were like just super Christians to me back in the day. I don't know, it's probably because I viewed them as people with this kind of special anointing, more special than those who can't do what they do. And this was kind of a big thing for me back then because I didn't really get to practice my giftings directly after I got baptized. Like it took a year or two for me to develop them or for God to develop them in me rather. And yeah, another misconception I fell victim to was this idea that your Christianity was kind of proportional to the memorized verses you have. So the more memorized verses you know, the more mature you were as a Christian, which was kind of erroneous. I mean, I always thought back then when I started out that I wasn't that, that, you know, mature in the faith, that I wasn't that kind of a mature Christian, quote-unquote since I didn't know enough scripture and all that, so it was kind of pressuring for me to memorize this and that. And, <clears throat> I don't know, it just made sense to me that one, once Christianity was proportional to memorize scripture, because, yeah, you're going to need scripture to reach people out, um, it's impossible to, to be active in your ministry. It's impossible to be active in even sharing the gospel without having that fresh arsenal of memorized verses here and there. At least that's what I thought. But then again, what is memorized scripture if it's not even going to affect how you live? It's not even going to change what you live. Everything just remains stock knowledge. What are your giftings? What, yeah, what are your spiritual gifts if it doesn't really help in how you relate with God and, you, and how you, re you relate with others? You just end up being a person who knows how to do this and that. So yeah, I guess that's when it hit me that, yeah, these two things can't be the basis of one's Christianity. It's just kind of fleeting. Because the mark of a true Christian has nothing to do with what he knows or what he does, but it has everything to do rather with producing fruit in one's character. Yeah, it has some, it's, it has everything to do with producing a Christ-like character first and foremost, because well, for one, our endeavors with the Word is just meant to sharpen our character. Um, everything we learn from Scripture is meant to be integrated with, first and foremost, how we relate with God, and second, how we relate with other people. And pretty much the giftings are just merely a manifestation of our fellowship with God. Because ultimately, He's the one who chooses what to give you for your utilization and ultimately for His glory. 
And that's why we have a lifetime's worth of sanctification because that's the th- that's the goal. I mean, we're just supposed to be made in His image. And perhaps that's why the very mark of our growing maturity in Christianity is developing the fruits of the Spirit because ultimately the fruits of the Spirit is the very evidence that, well, for one, you're a Christian. And for another, that the Spirit dwells in you. That you actually belong to Jesus. Why? Because these traits, these characteristics were the very traits Jesus exemplified in his ministry on earth. You know, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Yeah. And um, it doesn't matter how much you know. It doesn't matter what you can do. If you fail to love the other person the way Christ loved you, then what good does all that serve? Um, it's as good as nothing, really. And um, to the people who know me, they'd know that I love nerding out about the word. I love just talking about it, sharing it, and just n- thinking about it, meditating on it. And yeah, I'd like to have an avenue to share my passion for the word and I'm really thankful for this podcast that yeah it's given me an avenue to share at least what I know of it but if I were to demonstrate some of the things I talk about then boy am I in big trouble because yeah knowledge isn't proportional to the character and wisdom that we are supposed to obtain in studying the word I mean Remember that you can be the most knowledged person, the most spiritually gifted person, but without love, like our love for God and our love for others, then all of that's useless. Like, yeah, you can get me to talk about how love is patient, kind, understanding, it's not quick to anger and all that stuff. Yeah, perhaps I can whip up a few scriptures here and there to talk about what all that means, but... If you were to tell me that you want to learn about what love is based on how I love the other when push comes to shove, especially when I get annoyed, or when the other person just irritates me already, ooh boy am I in for a doozy, I'm in big trouble. I can't do that properly. Well at least not yet, I mean, God is still forming my character and thank God that he's forming my character, that somehow, some way, I may exhibit the same traits Christ exhibited. But yeah, all this can't happen. Um, The fruits of the Spirit, your sanctification, all that can't happen if you start with action or knowledge alone. Um, You really have to start with your devotion, just being in awe of who God is, loving God with all your strength, soul, mind, and your heart. Since from there, it actually affects your affections as well. Um, You develop an affections for an affection for what he loves, and also a hatred for what he hates. Yeah, it was kind of like this time. Um, Two years ago, three years ago, rather. Three years ago, I had this best friend, and she loved orchestra music and classical music so much. And she would just share some of her songs with me. Well, some songs she found on YouTube, but nonetheless, some songs she liked with me. And yeah... Because of its association with her, all of a sudden I found myself listening to the same kind of music and up to, up to today I'd still listen to the same kind of music she does. 
And I guess it's the same thing with God. God wants to share His heart as well with His children. And that's why we have the Bible. That's why we have a love letter written in blood on a wooden cross for us to come to, to turn to. And the more we develop an affection for what God loves, the Spirit just integrates these newfound affections into our character. So it's inevitable that just as her music became a part of my habit, what God loves will then be a part of our habit as well. And just as important, it's going to also affect how you love your neighbor just as you love yourself. I mean, there's a reason why those two commandments are the greatest commandments. Love God and love your neighbor. Because they, in, in a sense, they're twin commandments. I mean, the more you love God and be receptive of God's love, then the more you overflow with genuine love towards the other person. Um, maturity with God results in maturity with the other because ultimately how we how we relate with the other person is just a mere reflection of how we relate with God and if we can't mature ourselves with God then we won't see the need to mature our, to mature ourselves with the other person and that's why God would take our fellowship with him super seriously um, more than doctrine he doesn't yeah he doesn't just want doctrine I mean doctrine is great there is wisdom and there is a sense of practicality and a sense of right spirituality in getting your doctrines right. But more than the doctrine, God wants devotion as well. I think that's the very priority of what God wants from us, our devotion. So yeah, that's pretty much it. And I hope you learned a thing or two about our devotional life with God and how it affects our spiritual maturity and how you it it affects our relationships with other people and yeah see you next time